Welcome everybody to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, it's been a while since we talked, man. How we doing? Well, the last time we talked, I was coming back from Dallas and I was in a pissy mood. Yeah, it did not, the season, the women's season did not end the way that we wanted. But you know, I got over it. I got over the loss, and we lost our starting starting five. Yeah, technically our top seven players for the women. Yeah, I guess we some might say Cardoso's in the top. I seven. guess we really haven't done a pod since the draft. You got Raven Johnson, and you yeah. got Cardoso, and then you yeah. got Bree Hall, and then you got some unproven in game players gonna, left. I actually am kind of excited about the women's team. It's gonna be. Uh, it, it's gonna. I, like I'm gonna, I'm obviously gonna miss the freshies, but it's gonna be fun, just seeing who of these five stars is for real, seeing if any of them are better than you know the ones that left. And then since the last pod, it got announced that South Carolina women are playing Notre Dame in Paris. Yeah, South Carolina Gamecocks in Europe. That never thought that ever go together, in right? Paris. So the women's team is playing Notre Dame. It's it's like the first weekend in November. Opening, uh, suppose the open game of the yeah, basketball season. It's going to be in Paris. Are you going? I think we're going to go. My wife has jumped on this to say oh, this oh, is her chance to go out there, and I'm up for going because of the game. So I think we're going. Like, like th- this is her being like, oh, not only are we going, I'm coming too. You know, type type deal. Not just letting you fly off to Minneapolis. And I'm pretty or sure modern exterminating is going out there. Well, as that's well. that's the most. Glenn going to this is the most unsurprising thing of all time. <laughs> you, heard, you heard that, Glenn. All right. Anyway, uh, could have known that. I knew that one before. But, you you didn't have to tell me. But pretty interesting that we're going out there. I think that's something fun and different. Yeah, uh, I I think it's good for women's basketball too. Like, like now I'm not gonna lie. Not until the tournament, I probably don't follow a broad like level of women's basketball. I'll know what maybe the best teams are doing, what UConn's doing, what Indiana was doing this year, what Caitlin Clark was doing this year. But just I can't remember something like this happening. This seems you, you know like oh, it's history. It's the first time yeah. women's basketball. At a D1 collegiate level is playing in Europe. I mean, the men don't even really do this. Now, they play, there's been some exhibition. You know how right. the men will do those preseason? Yeah. And, and they'll do the tournaments in the Bahamas and in right. Maui. But but I've never seen a men's like preseason NIT in Paris. Do you or think there's going like to be that? a Bad Boy Motors? Is that is that going to sponsor our game out there in Paris? What do you think? No. No? No. So it's not going to be like the Bahamas? That's a shame. Yeah. Miss sponsorship there. Do they even have... Oh, I bet I bet there, someone will be sponsoring this. The, the, this this will get sponsored. By the Catholic Church? Why the Catholic... Oh, because their name's going? Um, maybe. I don't I know. I thought that was a decent reference. That's anyway, we're getting, we're getting off subject. But anyway, yeah. that's happening. But the main subject on everyone's mind is the transfer portal. Yeah. The transfer portal. And it's heating up. In uh, at least in the men's world. So since we talked, I guess right before we broke for a few weeks hiatus, we had Stephen Clark from Citadel. Yeah. We had Cooper, the the guard. Is it Tylon? Taylon. Taylon Cooper from Minnesota, great point guard. And then you had we had a couple people on deck, is what I would say. And we since the last pod, Miles Stute from Vandy. 
who I called the Gamecock killer because his last two games he had about like forty points against us. It had like almost career games, so I thought that was a good pickup. He can't hurt you if he's on your say, on your team. That is true. Uh, I mean to. Re- to refer to someone as the Gamecock killer out there, I mean, there were a lot of guys in the SEC that were uh, that were that, that were which Gamecock one, killers. Which last one season. were you talking about? Is that what you're saying? Like uh, yeah, which one? Like, like, like we like does does Liam Robbins from Vandy is is he transferred? We could we could use a we could use another big man. But that, that kid was good. But Stu, <laughs> six seven two fifteen two twenty of what I've seen him listed um, looks like a perfect three. You know, I guess we had Hayden Brown last year, who was the most undersized three slash four at six four. But this guy is six seven, and it looks like we've recruited him to be the three spot. What are your thoughts on Miles Stute? I guess his was, I guess this is his fifth year or his transfer COVID year. His junior year, I think he shot forty three percent from three, had a little bit lower than that. I think higher thirties this yeah. year. I mean, I think he's. I think he's a good player. We need. We need wings. We need. Uh, we, we need. Um, you know, we've got guards. Um, Can't complain about SEC experience, right? Uh, uh, and and having an SEC player, uh, got at six seven. Hayden Brown is six four. This is an upgrade. You, you know, at least in size. Hopefully, he's about as good as Brown. He averaged eight point four points, five rebounds, or a little under five rebounds at uh, at Vandy. Uh, I'm gonna have to correct Bryce and dubbing him the Gamecock killer. He scored 15 points total against us this season. Well, he, had, he had five when we played here. When we played at when we played there. Maybe it was his junior year. And excuse me, he had five when we played at Vandy, and he had 10 when they came here. Well, Sumter, that's why you're on the pod. Is to you're mixing him up with Liam Robbins, who was the big kid. Oh, I, I well, I, he he tore us up too. <laughs> he tore us up this season. Maybe it was his junior year, but he had a pretty good couple games against us. Maybe it was his junior year, but he has one year left. Um, I think he's. Would you say he's an instant starter at the three spot? Uh, yes. From what we yes. know now, I, I would say he's an instant starter at the three spot. Uh, he had so, some decent minutes to start the year, but it looked like he faded out a little bit towards the end. Okay, so we played when we played at Vandy last year. He dropped nineteen on us. Okay, there you go. Okay, but but it other came than from that, somewhere. Other than that, he, he had he had eight when they came here. So, um, um, but yeah, just um, just we need we need bodies. We need legitimate, bona fide college basketball players. That's that's the biggest thing that this team lacked last season. Is that we had at, at one and big time, bodies, yeah, and and big guys, and uh, and obviously this guy isn't a big guy, but uh, but he, he's a wing. However, if he had been on the team last year, we'd have played him as a big guy because, like, I mean, there were times where we had a six four guy playing center, and so that's right. And so and that that was ultimately the biggest problem with the team is that I think there was points of the season where Paris only trusted like six guys, right, and um, and. We've just got to be. We've got to field like we've got some good players. We've got to be able to put them around um, some legitimate, bona fide college basketball players, which this guy seems like he is. So I thought that was a great pickup, and then I guess that will get. There were some people complaining about us just taking SoCon players, but they can't complain about Stute SEC experience. Yeah, and I think eight points in the SEC. That'd probably be the equivalent of 16, 20 points down at the SoCon level, is my guess. Probably. Yeah, I think that's fair. But anyway, right now, we have a guy that just left campus today, BJ Mack from Walford, 
And from everything I've heard, things are looking good on our end for him. And I think he said on Twitter today that he was shutting down the process for his final three schools and he's going to think about it this week. That's pretty good that the kid's shutting down his... Right after the visit. Yeah, like, like comes in and visits and then announces, I'm shutting down uh, shutting down my recruitment. But he's in the top 20 yeah. of the transfer portal rankings on three put out there, which I thought was cool. They have rankings for the um, portal guys. And a top 20 portal guy, when there's, what, a thousand people in the portal, it's a good sign? This is when, I mean, when when the transfer portal started, it opened up and a thousand guys hit. And just, it's impossible to even track who's good, who who we've got a shot at and everything. When this kid announced that he was transferring, I remember thinking and looking at it, this is the guy that we need. This is this is the player like like there's going to be guys like Stute, there's going to be guys like Cooper that are guards, that are small forwards that you, that you can get that are going to be good that that can be good players on a good rotation, but that this is the guy that we need. Our biggest hole last season was with big men. Uh, we had gray, and we literally had nothing else. And um, <clears throat> you, if we put this kid in at power forward, all of a sudden we are a huge team with him and gray down low. Just huge. Uh, I think B.J. Mack would be a, a just a dynamite pickup. And uh, and also... And you can... Hey, 6'8", 250, slash 260. I love some size there. Yeah. And, and the other thing about this is that... I don't see anybody else laughing about this, but isn't, isn't he just destined to come play basketball at the University of South Carolina like with a name like B.J. Mack? I mean, you can just add the I.E. on there. Yeah, like like let's say there's this big hotshot football recruit out there, okay? And his name was Jadavion Clown. Like, d- doesn't that mean he's coming to Carolina? Well, we couldn't get his cousin that went to Alabama. <laughs> but but just like, it's, so, it, it's, it's just such a good name. Um... You, you know, like um, obviously, if if he's, it, it would be funny if he, like it would be awesome if he became one of the best players in South Carolina history. You could retire Mac Mac up there with Mackie. If he became uh, one of our best players in history in one season, that'd be pretty impressive. Does he only have one season? He's got one year left. Did you just say that a second ago? No, that was the other guy. But because this is his COVID year, so we're, there are transfers. One I think season. Cooper might have maybe two, yeah. but the other guys only have one. And so, and so here, here's basically where this where this puts us. Okay, uh, if if they can sign Mac, uh, I think I, I I just think that we're in great shape as as far as the transfer portal is concerned. So so leaving, we have Brown, GG, Minot, Benson, Carter, Hankin, Sanford, and the open spot on the scholarship. That's seven. All right. Uh, incoming, we currently have Cooper, Clark, Stute. And then the two freshmen, Connors and Murray Boyles, that's five. Mac would be six. So this would give us six new players if they signed Mac. This would give us six new guys with one spot out there to go try to land another, another, another quality player. But the thing that Mac does is that signing Mac is gonna round out the roster. Like, like we had an open spot last year, but we had and we had holes on the roster. With with the 12 scholarships that we've got now. With the, with the twelve scholarships that we've got now, we're not like like especially excuse me, assuming one of those is Mac. If they if they land Mac, the roster's really you, you know rounded out. Uh, we've got because basically, 
we've got Deba, who was hurt all last season, who's still on the team. And he's our point guard slash, I would think, small forward just yeah. on his size alone. Like he's a, he's a big guard. He's a big guard. And so you can you can play small lineups with him. You could play big lineups. You could play him at shooting guard, play a big lineup. Hopefully if you he plays to. like A.J. Lawson. Yeah, hopefully. Just uh, to clear for the draft a little bit less. Yeah, just a little bit less. Uh, and uh, But so, uh, so, so Deba's on the team. And then uh, it is 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 going to be a it's he's going to feel new even though he's not new, and then with Cooper we got two guards basically to combine with Michi and Wright. That's solid. We we potentially going to have four solid guards. I think Wright's going to even have a better year and yeah. Michi just because I think a little bit of the pressure is going to be off. Absolutely. Because last year it kind of came down to. Right and Michi and walk-ons near the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, Especially Chico was hurt. Chico was hurt a bunch, and and yeah, I mean we're playing Ford Cooper. We're playing the best three-point shooter on the team, Eli Sparkman. Uh, but uh, but at the same time, um, we had no depth at guard. Like it was Jacoby, it was it was Michi, Chico, Jacoby Wright, and literally no one else. Right, and. Uh, you know, it felt like one of Michi or Chico were hurt or nursing an ankle all season, right? Almost to where we kept having to roll with. Uh, you, you know, I mean, we played Eli Sparkman in the Alabama game. I mean, Sparkman was shooting seventy percent from That's, three. That is true, uh, but uh, but so so we've got four legitimate guards, right? Then with Stute coming on at six seven. Um, this gives us a ton of flexibility. Kind of replaces that role that um, that Hayden Brown should have played all last season um, at the at the three. I think he'll start there. Okay. Uh, uh, and then uh, and then if Max signs that that's got Mac and Gray. All right, we got two big men with Stephen Clark six eight, but kind of a wing sure. like like power forward, and so we can really go big. You know, like like we could probably play get away with playing him at the three side. If we get Mac, we have some matchup. Like we could like there's mismatches. A of, I, there's I a lot of things that we can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I so, so that's just so right there. Like just right there. That's one, two, three, four. Stute, Mac, Gray, Clark. Like like that's a better eight man rotation. That's a better eight man rotation than we have. Than we had last season, a deeper and probably a better team than the yeah. team we have last yeah. year, and we're and we're talking I, without Gigi. I do not think Gigi's Gigi only averaged about fifteen points a game. Sure, he would go for thirty or twenty five in garbage. He'd get some garbage time, but 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 he'd also go out there and put up two or five for, from time to time. And and you kind of want to take fifth year seniors, yeah, or six year guys, just because experience matters. I mean, in, isn't that what the NCAA tournament taught us? Is oh, that yeah. these guys that are is that these guys that are twenty two that uh, are better than guys that are seventeen, eighteen years I mean, old? We we proved that when South Carolina played Duke yeah. a few years ago too. Yes, you can we have did. all the NBA talent yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tatum was on that team, but you got yeah. four 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 year seniors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so um, so um, so we're leaving. I guess we got there's three other players that we have. So okay. already between between the core from this season, like the core players in in Wright, Gray, and Michi that are coming back, combined with some of the with some of the transfers. Um, if Max signs, um, we also have Zach Davis, yep. who had a fun like I, I enjoyed Zach Davis last season. He 
he he needs to get he needs to shoot a better three. I think. I know, but he developed throughout he, the year, he, especially his defense. He was getting yeah. a couple steals a game mm-hmm. down the stretch. And then and then we got the two freshmen, uh, Colin Murray Boyles, who I think is going to be very good. I mean, top near the top hundred player. Yeah, and then, really uh, shined going out yeah. to Utah. And and Arden Connors and. Um, and so I think Connors is going to be. Um, I, I, I think he's a great. Um, I think he's a great prospect. Uh, the best thing about putting Stute on this team is that, and you don't have to throw Conyers in there. To you can let him be a backup. You can, right. you can let him be a backup. He, he doesn't all of a sudden have to play. We're not relying on a freshman to play 20, 25 minutes a game if he's not ready. Right. But if he is ready, you know we can make room for him. Like. Um, and then, um, and then, if Max signs, I think that'll be great for Murray Boyles too, because they're similar types of players. Like, like, doesn't and it takes the pressure off Boyles having to be the star yeah, as a freshman? If, if, and so I think we got to go this way. So, so right there, if Max signs, the just it's just a better run of guys. We haven't even talked about BBV, but but like he's he's also he's the twelfth guy that's still on the team as well. But hopeful, but but if Max signs, I mean, I don't see BBV getting. Getting much playing time, unless there's the light turns on. Yeah, there's some development. I mean, we get surprised every year by one or yeah. two players. I mean, Jacoby Wright was the player this year. Yeah. You just went, wow. Yeah, and so and, and that, but but Max signing puts us in a position to where you know BBV could develop a little bit. We're not we're not going to start. We were starting him last season, right? And he and he was not a college an SEC starter. He was not a starter in the SEC. Was definitely true. Some would argue. If he even was an SEC college basketball player at all, he had some nice moments, but ultimately, he he did not live up to the expectations that we had from him coming in from Illinois, and so um, Max signing just it just rounds this team out so so well. It's it it just it's got to happen. Paris needs to land this one, and from what it looks like, things are looking good. It's not definite yet, but. He did shut down his commitment right after the visit, so all signs I think are pointing to good the good chances for the Gamecocks. Now that leaves one spot, one spot, and if Mac doesn't sign, it leaves. And the two. Dayton Center six nine guy, he committed to New Mexico, which came yeah. down and looked like the us in New Mexico, and he felt more comfortable there. Um, so that kind of leaves. Look, from what I can see and gathered, there's two guys that we're kind of going after for this last spot. If, of course, we land Mac. You got Silas Damari Jr., who is a Charlotte kid that got out of his letter of intent. At, at Southern at Cal. At Southern Cal. Yeah. And it's like a four-star player, right? Yep, from Charlotte. And I think he's on the radar is what I would put at. And then we had the guy, uh, the backup center for Florida State. Only had a few minutes a game. How young is that guy? So, Naheem McLeod. Yeah. And from what he said, about 20 schools have reached out to him, and we're one of them. Hey. So top 20. That's better than the top 100. As TRC would say, he's saying we have a chance. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, th- that'd be funny. What, 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 what some of these transfers should do is they should literally make a list of everybody that contacted me set an announcement date, and just eliminate one a day. Ooh. Like, like have like 100 schools on the list and then just eliminate one every day. Just just, just put out a new list where, where until you're down to just one school left. That'd I, be fun. I think there was a recruit for football that once out put out a top 25, and I was just like, good God. Well, maybe, maybe he was trying to get into the coach's poll, you, you, you know, like. 
Like, like he, he missed what he was supposed to be doing there. Um, but anyway, those are the two people on the radar. But as you know, there's more people hitting if, the transfer portal every day. So that could change daily. If, if they land Mac, we're in great shape. If they do not land Mac, I mean, Paris has to do something. Paris has, um, if they do not land Mac, um, he has to do something. Um, but the McLeod kid from Florida State, he's sophomore, 7'4", 255. <laughs> That's a big kid. He's only played two years, and it looked like he missed the COVID year, so he's got two years left, it looks like. Three points a game, four points a game. I'd rather have Mac. 7'4", though. Yeah, Can you teach 7'4"? You cannot teach 7'4". Do those grow on trees? The, the, they no, they do not. I, I feel like those, I feel like seven four people would break would break some. Branches. We played a Western Kentucky guy this year. I think he was like seven five, and it's fun to watch. Do you remember the Taco guy? Taco, Taco Fall from from what was UCF, that? and they should have beat Duke and yeah. Zion Williamson in Columbia, South Carolina, yeah, in the yeah. tournament. That was a fun game. Anyway, let's see what happens there. But you don't turn down seven four. That's true. If he wants to come. But anyway, one more spot. There's always a place for a 7-4 guy on a basketball court. So we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, it's fun transfer portal season. Things have changed from the years ago when you got a new coach and it would take, you know, four years of recruiting classes. Technically, if you get a couple, two or three guys in the transfer portal that hit yeah. with a couple role players, you can turn around very quickly. So, like, I, I mean, obviously we don't have a team yet. But uh, but if they sign Mac, like they should, like the ceiling for this team should be, you, you know, NIT? one of no, no, no. I I think like like signing Mac, um, like it's gonna be a competitive team. It, it, it's a competitive. And we were competitive team the last month of the season with those former players. What, what Mississippi State was in the tournament, weren't they? They were. The, the, this team can absolutely be better than Mississippi State was this past season. That's that's all I'm saying. But what like, what, what matters though is they need to gel and gel early. They yeah. can't be having those quad four losses. Yeah, and like and we did in November. One of the things I think will help with that is that is that Wright, Michi, and Gray have been playing together and are all three very good. Like like potentially the best two or three players on the team right. are already on the team. Like like Michi's gonna be the best player on the team. It's gonna be his team. We're not trying to figure out whose team it is. Right. You know, like like we were all this year. Uh it's gonna be Michi's team. And um, Gray's just Gray and Jacoby are just gonna get better. I I I think that like if if they sign Mac, yeah. Th- this team should ex- we should put an expectation of this team sneaking into the tournament at least at its high mark. My um, expectation would at least be a winning record with NIT. And if, I mean, if he hit NIT, if Lamont hit NIT this year, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. And see if, and this is, and this is one of the things about talking Gamecock basketball only here with, uh, with South Carolina fans is that we're so used to just not making the tournament that the tournament, that simply making the tournament is this, you know, is this thing that we don't do just at all? Like I mean, like, before Lamont, it was all like, if you said we're going to make the tournament, everyone's like, I don't know. It's, right, right. Just, we've been just, burned so much in the past. Just in our lifetimes, in in our, in in we're in our late thirties now. Right. Okay. Um, made the tournament what, four times. That's right. Yeah, and so uh, um, four wins. Yeah. <laughs> 
thanks, th- thanks, Frank. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but so um, they, they made the tournament only four times. Teams teams that had made the tournament relatively regularly, you, you know, every two, three, four, five years, even like would think that this team should would put the expectation of making the tournament on this team that he's put together. They would think that they were that good. We're not going to think that we're that good, which is fine, right? Uh, and that we're going to say make it, and, and obviously making the NIT would be great just because, heck, we really haven't done that much lately. Correct. Yeah. Uh, just Frank, Frank made the tournament one time, made the NIT once. Horn never made the NIT. No, he made the NIT. Seth Curry. His first, his first year. His first year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so he, so, so he made the NIT with Odom's team. Yep. With, uh, with, with Downey still, yep. right? Mm-hmm. All right. And so, and so Odom, you know, was Mr. NIT. Um, the man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, best winning percentage ever. In the NIT. That's right. Oh, man. What a, like, what a, just like, like, you're the what an best. Honor. You're the best of the mediocre. Like, like, that's just. You're the best. <laughs> no. Stop. No. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Everyone loves the singing. But, uh, but, so, you know, since Odom, what, 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 what year does Odom leave and Horn takes over? Well, it's been one year of it's been one year of Lamont. It was ten years of Frank, so that's eleven. Yeah, it was four years of Horn, so that's fifteen. Seven. So fifteen years ago. So in the yeah. last fifteen years, in the last fifteen years, they've they've gone to the tournament one time, and I guess the well, in the last fourteen years, they've gone to the tournament one time and the NIT another time. So making the NIT for for would be pretty for good. our standards would be great. I I think that we should put the expectation. On making the NCAA tournament, one of the things that uh, drives me crazy with South Carolina fans and the South Carolina media is that since this team has historically never made the NCAA tournament, we as fans don't put that expectation on our coaches when all the other fan bases at Power 5 schools do. But hey, all it takes to be at least at Frank's level is get 17 or 18 wins. We don't want to be at Frank's level. That's no, no what I'm, I'm talking about yeah. if we do that in year two, that is progress yeah. when they said this team, you know, yeah. was this a long rebuild. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, oh, I don't think it's, I think we're, I think we're rebuilt. I think like, like the, the nature of the transfer portal is just, is not long rebuilds. There is no such thing as a long rebuild anymore. Look at the final four we just had. The, um, where, where, you know, Florida Atlantic. Yeah. I mean, the San Diego the, State. The Kansas State almost made it with a coach in their first year. You, you know, like, um, and so it's just short rebuilds over and over and over again. That's what the, that's that's that, that's what the modern college basketball is. And honestly, that breaks great for a program like the University of South Carolina. It hurts the blue bloods, and it and it's great for us. And um, I know that when I talk about you know. The transfer portal with folks, and obviously they're talking more than just basketball, but everybody hates it. It sounds like until you, you know because everybody hates when their players leave, and doesn't count when we get better players. You, you know from it, uh, like in football, you, you know everybody hates that um, th- that uh, that we lose players that we recruited. You, you, you know uh, the big de. Uh, I, who's Jay, Jordan Birch? Yep. Yeah, there we go. Uh, like everybody hates that Jordan Birch left, but nobody's n- nobody notices that. Hey, okay, we get 
we get to cheer for Spencer Rattler. You, you, you know, like, <laughs> because of the transfer portal. It take it away and bring it That's in. right. And it, it sets us up for, it sets up schools like us, especially in the basketball landscape of just never being able to build anything ever. You, you know. But with Mac on this team, if that ends up happening, we finished 12th last year. I mean, your goal, if you make the top six in the SEC, yeah. you can make the tournament. Yeah. The, the conference is a top-tier tournament. Yeah, and, and and honestly, if we had hit one more transfer last season, if we had spent that last open spot on a on, guard on a guard or, or a big guy. Or a, a big guy. guy. A big man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, we had a couple of guards. One towards ACL. The other two were hurt off and on throughout the season. But if we had spent that last transfer on a big man that was a legitimate big man, um, just, I mean, this team, this team might have made the NIT. I mean, if you looked at the record where they have 11 wins, all you needed is about five, six more wins to be in that NIT. It's not too far off. No. But anyway, as most of Gamecock Twitter says, let Lamont cook, okay? Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, Where are all these memes come coming on, of him it, cooking? I hope he's on the grill cooking. Yeah, yeah cooking up a Big Mac. That's what, that's what, uh, Ooh, yeah. Man, think about the signage you can have this year with BJ Ooh, Mac. Yeah. <clears throat> Does he bring the special sauce? I, I, oh, yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, anyway, we'll see what happens on the men, but let's jump over to the women as we talked about all those players hitting the draft. I believe, am I right there, where we had five players? Five players. Drafted in all the, in all the rounds, and yeah. this was a surprise it's to like me. like Kentucky men's basketball there. You know, this was a surprise for me. Amahair. Well, this is what our buddy well, Keith had been telling us. He's been telling us, and I'll admit, yeah. I, I, I was like, that, you know, Letitia can come on back yeah. and be a star, but she gets drafted, what, number seven? Eight, seven, eight, eight something like that. That yeah. was the surprise. Yeah, th- that was surprising. Not even starting. And I heard people saying that she was going to be a top ten pick. And, and I'm just she, like. And she went to the draft yeah. in New York, and I was like. And, and, and. And I just like I don't believe it, but but he but here he, yeah here we are, but just so Boston obviously no surprise no surprise, and then Amma hair, Ami hair I I I've said it back wrong so many times I think people know who we're talking about. yeah <laughs> that, that I can't remember what's right anymore, uh, Cook Saxton Beal and Beal, um, all getting drafted. And just show, and it also just shows the blueprint. Now we talked about all year. You come to Carolina, you get drafted. Yep. You even have to start to get drafted in the first round. That's yeah. something cool to say. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to start to get drafted in the top ten. Um, you know, it does make us question maybe in that final four game why top ten player in the WNBA draft didn't get any more minutes. Than, than she did, but uh, but you know, go go listen to the last pod that we did. Um, I'm n- not gonna not gonna go but keep going down this road. So we've have um, looking at the transfer portal for the women. You have Anish, Anisa, Anisa Morrow, the the, the DePaul the, transfer, the woman from DePaul, yeah, fourth lead score in the country, twenty six points a game. I think I read around twelve rebounds, thirteen rebounds. That'd be a big get. I mean, six one, that'd be a perfect small forward right there. Sure, and a wing that can hit the three. So that would be. I'm just saying. You saw LSU. She, they're courting uh, the Louisville girl. I think. I think she's Haley signed. Van, I think she's is she signed. Officially signed? I, I know that she was 
favoring LSU. I, 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 but LSU went out and got the replacement for Morris. Yes. We need the replacement for Cook and Beal. So, so yeah, so the, the difference here is that is that LSU needed to go out and get a replacement for Morris. We potentially have the replacement for Cook and Beal on the bench. Sure. And so And then everyone's going to have a chance to show I, this I in in all honesty, like obviously this Murrow girl, like if she wants to come play for Carolina, I'm not like you're not going to say no to 24 points a game. And we're in our top 3 with Southern Cal and LSU, but Additionally, her coming to Carolina means she's not means we're not playing her at LSU, which would be nice. Because because here the, the 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 scary thing about LSU winning the title is that is that they're just gonna get better, y'all. And they got a top three recruiting class. Yeah, like 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 Mulkey's the real deal, and she she turned them around quick, and um, they were you, you know this is a, this is they just popped early. Um, for, um, for for their progression, they're gonna they're gonna be very good. LBS and, and LSU, I think, at the top of the top of the, top, the of the top two of the conference for a while. Tennessee will always They'll be in there. Tennessee it's will always have a good women's program, um, and will always be in the conversation. But it's gonna be they have they have replaced Mississippi State. Let's put it that way. Like like what Mississippi State was when Asia was here that is now gonna be what LSU is. But anyway, Anissa Morrow that would be a huge get, and then you had Tahina. Papao? P-A-O, P-A-O. What would you pronounce that? P-A-O, P-A-O. Pompeo? Uh, there's no way. Pa- Papio? <laughs> anyway, the transfer from Oregon 5'9 guard. Yeah. She visited over the weekend. And then you had another girl visited. And then, and, and why I say this is there was a birdie in the nest that just got tweeted out today by Don Staley. So someone committed, uh, Sakima Walker who started her career at Rutgers, then went to Northwest Florida JC Junior College, visited. So you had three girls that have visited in the last week or so, and you have a birdie in the nest. So a date or two. Did Morrow visit? Could, could the birdie in the nest be It's Mara? one of those three. Okay. It's one of those three. Okay. So, but one thing about the the, the difference between the, the, the women's side of this and the, and the men's is that, sure, I'm fine taking Morrow. Other than a player like Morrow, like I don't know anything about the other two that you just mentioned, sure. but they're not like like we've got players on our team that are as good. But anyone better. that thinks that Don thinks is deserving of the scholarship on the team, I trust Don. That is true. I do trust Don. Um, and um, but but for, from a personal standpoint, what I want to see is I want to see these kids that. We've been hearing about and watching in spurts all season. I want to see Sanaya Fagan. I want to see Bree Hall. I want to see. I want to see Raven Johnson shine. I want to see. I want to see Cardosa Cardo- I want, I want to dominate. See if, Maybe I, get that SEC Player of the Year. It's possible. I, I want to see if Cardosa can can uh, break Boston's double double streak. Um, I want to see, and and then even more. I want to see Chloe Kitts. I want to. Uh, I'm leaving, uh, and then Cooper and Watkins, the two freshmen from last year, who are stars, who are stars, and so we've got stars on this team. We don't. We, we, honestly, we don't get tr- any transfers. We don't we need have any nine transfers. or ten that you trust even yeah. right now. We're a, we're a Final Four contender with no transfers. But with those transfers, proven talent, Morrow Ma- helps. Morrow would be a star, team, I think. But Morrow on this team would, would be a star. Um, if if they if they signed Morrow. Um, 
I mean, we're already everybody that, number seven. Everybody that joined the party in the Elite Eight Final Four game. They're going to um, be back there again. Um, no, no, it, the, all the Gamecock fans that didn't watch a women's game until the Elite Eight. They'll jump on right around. Um, uh, if they sign Morrow, that with Full Wiley coming in from Keenan, I believe that all of their complaints will be answered about how this team can't shoot. And we haven't even uh, talked about Full Wiley. Full yeah. Wiley from yeah. Keenan. Just, she is supposedly this once-in-a-generation player. Yeah. And so and so, why take some 5'9 transfer who's not as good is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying not take Morrow, but I'm just saying why – like, like did we – let me put it this way. Do we need Kiara Fletcher? This year? This year. We didn't need her, but it was a good to have. Was it? I thought so because you didn't have you had Johnson coming off the injury. Fletcher at least had four years of starting experience at Georgia Tech. That's that's fair. I okay. Yeah. I guess Just I've because seen the, of Raven I've seen and the, the injury. Yeah, yeah I've if seen it the wasn't season, an injury, it'd yeah, be different. Yep, yeah, you're right. I've seen the season play out and Raven was fine. But uh, but but we didn't know what Raven was going to be. She didn't get super confident until yeah, that you know, end of December. You're you're right. You're right. You're that right. doesn't happen a lot. You don't tell me I'm right. Yeah, you, you can. T- Tim Bryce wants you to record that one in the notes there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but anyway, I think this team will be fine. But it's exciting to talk transfer portal on the women's side. Curious to see Morrow. It looks like the number one or number two transfer portal ranking in the ladies' game. So, and to go with this recruiting class that's in the top five. Yeah. Dawn is going to recycle them. But it's going to be curious to see a brand new kind of batch of players or the players that we've seen play be those star leaders compared to the not the leaders but starters but not leading. So it's going to be interesting to see a whole new bunch of players. And hopefully if you're a Gamecock fan you're going to Paris, you'll finally see the team for the first time in Paris. Hopefully they have an exhibition game that you can at least see in here. You even know what you're getting into. Before flying, is it over the pond? Across the pond. Okay, same. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That was good. Close that enough. That was good. Yeah, close enough. When in Rome? Uh, well, you're you'd be in Paris, but but uh, but but yeah, that that, that actually kind of fits there. Man. You think Lamont is going to go out to Paris? His uh, town. I mean, they might have a game that weekend. That's true. Oh, I I like what you did there. His his town. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just you, you. You're just throwing. You, you're just lobbing softballs, and I'm just not. I don't even realize I'm in the batter's box you're pulling, right now. You're, you're pulling a Bryce. I'm throwing them out there for you to slam. And I'm just and I'm just and I'm just ignoring the fact that you're even pitching. Like, <laughs> but anyway, it is transfer portal season. The men are rolling. The women are rolling. And if we have Morrow or Matt commit this week, you might even see us again in a few days. Hit another pot, and we'll break it all down, especially those players and their stats. Yeah. Because we're still in what-if land, but things are looking good, is what I'd say for both of those. Yeah. But we I, don't predict anything. We don't have super sources here. No, we, we are we are not an accredited podcast. We're just Gamecock Twitter yeah. that has a pod. Yeah. we, we And, and, and enjoys will, Rushes. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to our unofficial sponsor of Rushes. And yeah. Modern Exterminating. They always know what's bugging you. Is anything bugging you this week, Bryce? Modern Exterminating, we know what bugs you? I don't have any squirrels in my attic. I can confirm that. They eliminated that threat. That's that's wonderful. I haven't seen a roach in over a year in the house. I haven't, I haven't seen a roach in, in a long time. So, yeah, shout um, out to Glenn and Melanie Matthews, Modern Exterminating. They are the best pest control in town. Yeah. And they, for some reason, like to sponsor the pod. 
That's right. <laughs> uh, th- th- this th- this might be where they put sink all their advertising dollars. I don't see bi- I don't see them on billboards anywhere. I don't I see the radio just, ads. It might be just us. I got a question, Bryce. What's that? Are we the spokespeople of modern exterminating? We need to ask Glenn that. Yeah. Are we? Do we need to get on their radio spots? Like, as heard on the GBS? <laughs> as heard on the GBS? Yeah, I guess, yeah, as seen on TV, as yeah. heard. You know, I mean, I guess if there are people that don't like us, they might try to cancel modern, like, like you know, some of these other things. <laughs> well, we're trying to turn a new leaf this that's, year. That, that's right. The new and improved GBO. No, just, just the same. Just we, the same? We, we, we don't have anything to improve on. New bow? Same crap? <laughs> Okay, we have to stop. All right. We, we appreciate you guys joining us this week, and uh, you'll hopefully be hearing from us very soon with some more transfers. Any last thoughts, Sumter, for the pod? Um, the, just, we, we really need to sign BJ Mack. If they don't sign BJ Mack, I'm worried about the men's team. I think we're going to have the same problems that we had all this past season where we don't have enough size on the team. I trust Lamont. He's got four years for me. I won't doubt him until we hit those four years. But I think we're going to sign Mac, so it's not a problem. Sounds good. All right. Go Cox. GBO out.